0: Should you still be buying Mike Williams with the Los Angeles Chargers? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast.
1: You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madju.
0: Welcome back to the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, please follow my host, Kate Majuk, on Twitter as well, or Threads, Blue Sky, wherever you're <laughs> doing your social media now. Uh, Kate, today we are talking about the Los Angeles Chargers, one of the more sexy offenses kind of going into the season. But from a dynasty perspective, I don't know if there's all that much to debate here. So before you even get into the players, would you agree with that? This is like just one of the teams that seems pretty cut and dry.
1: Yeah. I feel like I, I feel like a, I don't know, a rebel of sorts. Cause I, I texted you this morning before the show and I was telling you, I was like, I feel like this is kind of a, you know, a, a boring offense, just in, in terms of, like, there's there's not a whole ton of, like, question marks here. I think we know very much what the Chargers offense is. I think we know who the players are. Maybe the biggest, like, question mark here is Quentin Johnston, but we know it, the ceiling's quite high. There's not a whole lot to debate here, but I still think, obviously, with their propensity for scoring points and, and their, their strong offense, Kellen Moore's coming in, Obviously, this team is going to be very relevant for fantasy. So even if we don't get particularly spicy, there's still a lot of dynasty takeaways here.
0: So let's start with Mike Williams. I think you and I both agree that he's a buy. Uh, Without looking, do you know where he's being drafted? Or did you already look?
1: Somewhere in the 40s. Yeah, wide
0: receiver 42, which is absolutely bonkers. You see some of the names going ahead of him, like Keenan Allen, who's 31 years old, DeAndre Hopkins, Rashad Bateman. I mean, it's just – it's it's pretty – even Elijah Moore is just, like, two spots behind him. But uh, why are you encouraging our listeners to go out and buy Mike Williams right now?
1: Part of that does come in in consideration of what's going on with Keenan Allen. He's getting older, um, had some injuries last season. It, Mike Williams in games without Keenan Allen, really quite productive. You'd think when they were both on the, the same team, we'd see actually, like – or both on the field at the same time, we'd see less production out of Mike Williams. No, we saw last year and the year prior, the ceiling for Mike Williams without Keenan Allen on the on the field is pretty darn high. He had yeah. three games uh over the last two seasons where he had a hundred and ten yards or more in the absence of Keenan Allen. That's three out of six games. Now, let me tell you, the 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 floor I know is very low. Like that I think is what continues to force Mike Williams down draft boards is the fact that the floor is quite low. Two out of the four games that are two out of the six games that uh, Mike Williams played without Keenan Allen. He had fewer than 20 receiving yards. Like that will kill you in a given week. But Marcus, I think the price tag for Mike Williams is finally accounting for some of that risk, like we're looking at Mike Williams as your wide receiver four at that price. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that, you know, Mike Williams, given the ceiling that he has, given the addition of Kellen Moore this offseason season as offensive coordinator, like what, where's the downside? Because really any one of your, your standard wide receiver fours can give you like, killer you know weeks that are going to kill your lineup but I don't think there's any player in a similar range that has as much upside as Mike Williams
0: so we should also talk about the injuries really quickly um last year he missed four games but it was actually the first time since his rookie season where he didn't play 15 games so I actually think the injury stuff is a little overrated when it comes to Mike Williams. I know he gets banged up and kind of nicked up a lot. And you have to – he's one of the guys that, like, if he's truly questionable going into a week, you have to think about maybe starting somebody else because he's just not the same player when he's not 100%. But I will tell you where my fear comes in. All Just to be clear, I'm buying Mike Williams. But my fear is with Kellen Moore and that kind of the boundary outside receiver – is that he just doesn't give that player very many layup throws and passes to kind of get in rhythm. And I saw this with Michael Gallup. When you're that outside receiver, you're going to be getting a lot of YOLO balls and a lot of balls down the sideline where if you catch it, it's going to be a big play. It's going to give you lots of fantasy points, which is what we want. We want that big A dot. But I don't necessarily see him being a guy that they move into the slot, get screens to, get drags, just to kind of get him in rhythm. And that's my fear is that he's going to be very much, you know, high of high variance player all season long, where some games he'll catch two of those passes, some games he won't. And that's going to basically determine his fantasy value.
1: Yeah. And you know, I I think it also probably depend, like your evaluation of Mike Williams is definitely going to be dependent on your roster. If you have a trove of players that, provide safety on a week to week basis, like really safe floor, you know, you know what you're going to get out of these players. Then Mike Williams is kind of the perfect complement to your, your roster. If you're already investing heavily in some more volatile assets at the front of your drafts, Mike Williams might not be for you. Uh, Like, you know, at, at this range, you probably need a little bit more safety, a little bit more stability, but if, if you need, I think, an asset that can win you a week as you know your wide receiver three, Mike Williams feels like the perfect buy, especially I, at that evaluation.
0: I agree. Now, the, I, I am curious to see how Kellamore Moore uses Mike Williams. Does he try to move him around a little bit? I do think one of the differences between what we saw in Dallas uh, with Michael Gallup as that kind of outside receiver and Mike Williams on the outside, by the way, Mike Williams is just more talented than Michael Gall- that That's clear. Is that Justin Herbert's just better at throwing the deep ball than Dak Prescott? So those downfield targets, I actually I value them more with the Chargers than I do with the Cowboys. So I think it can work. But if you if he's gonna like be a top, you know, 18 fantasy receiver this year, Mike Williams is gonna have to do something other than just nine balls down the sideline. Maybe it's more in-breaking routes. Maybe it's more slants. Maybe it's just more wide receiver screens. Like if you just catch two extra balls a game, that helps, you know, raise the floor of his dynasty value. So uh, I'm curious to see there. Do you want to run through some trades really quickly with Mike Williams? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, Mike Williams for Keenan Allen straight up. Mike Williams. Yeah, I don't think that one's all that hard. Mike Williams for a 2024 second round pick.
1: I'll take Mike Williams.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. That's that's just so much of an unknown. It's a
1: dart throw. Like, it is a literal dart throw. And at least I know with Mike Williams, it's going to – some of those darts are going to hit week to week.
0: Okay. Yeah, so this is another one. Mike Williams to the two-bow three in this year's draft.
1: I'll take Mike Williams. Yeah,
0: I mean, as somebody who just did a rookie draft this weekend, I hated the receivers that were available to me, you know, going into the second round. So you're talking about, like, Josh Downs. Marvin Mims, I'll, I'll, I'll just take him over him all day long. Uh, last one, Rondale Moore for Mike Williams straight up.
1: Mike Williams, yeah. stop it. Is it like Mike Williams?
0: <laughs> the price is low. I think this is the time to buy before we start getting a lot of the positive buzz of this Chargers offense in training camp, in the preseason, and then into the regular season. Okay, let's talk about the player that we are selling for the Los Angeles Chargers next This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just bet $20, and you can land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That is $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think will get the first home run all in an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There is no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com/slash locked on to get up to two hundred dollars in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com/slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, we are back talking about the Los Angeles Chargers and the player that we would like to sell from our dynasty teams. Kate, you and I are in agreement here. Who is it?
1: <laughs> Everydayers are not going to be surprised here, not Marcus. It's we're, we're continuing the team sell RBs all off season long. Yeah. It's Austin Eckler, who I love. Just to be clear, I love watching Austin Eckler play football. There might not be a more uh, just fun player to watch and fun player to root for, honestly, because you know he's – Hashtag team fantasy championships. Mm -hmm. Like he really wants you to win. Um, But he's been drafted on average RB seven in the month of June, which feels absolutely insane for a 28 year old running back. Like age, age is definitely a factor here, but you know, I think given the concerns that I have about um, you know, the investment in the receiving core, I think Austin Eckler very much, has you know, RB, you know, top five RB upside. Oh, he gave you the RB one again this year without Absolutely. without
0: doing too much, right?
1: This is going to be a high-scoring offense, just to be clear. 2019 through 2022 with Kellen Moore, the Cowboys ranked second in the league in points per game, 27.7 points per game, second only behind the Chiefs with just under 400 yards per game. Like, opportunities are going to be there.
0: And I think that's with 16 or 17 games of Dak Prescott not starting in that same time.
1: Like, this is going to be a very, very productive offense. So, obviously, if you were in a win-now window, like – it yeah, Austin Eckler's probably going to help you get there. Uh, But if you're not like, this is the time to move on. We've talked about this, I think, time and time again here on this podcast, all off season, as we've reviewed every single team and their buy sell holds running backs, especially when we've, we've seen them hit this, this 27, 28 year old season. There's a very steep slope downward and, It's not not one that I, I think we can necessarily predict, especially given how much uh, upside we've seen with Austin Eckler and his his ability to score touchdowns. But um, you know, I, I do wonder uh, how much less reliant this offense might be on Austin Eckler. Like this was a a very um, it, they used, I think, Austin Eckler as a little bit of a crutch and, and yeah. didn't necessarily take as many risks with Justin Herbert. But like, it, let's remember, if if Justin Herbert doesn't get a contract before the start of the season, uh, this is like a make-or-break season for him. And I do think that the Chargers are going to want to see what Justin Herbert can do. And I don't think that is going to mean uh, 140 targets in a season for Austin Eckler. Well, no, because I also
0: think like Kellen Moore doesn't want to just dink and dunk the ball down the field. Like Joe Lombardi did. Like that was the thing, like get rid of the ball quickly so Justin Herbert doesn't take hits. I just don't see any way that he even gets 110 targets this year. Like that's just not happening because they're gonna want to get the ball to Keenan Allen in the slot. They're gonna want to find creative ways to get the ball to Quentin Johnson. They've got Mike Williams, they've got some other, you know, complementary receivers. I I just I don't see that happening. Kate, you mentioned if you're in a kind of win-now window, maybe don't sell him. I I, I think I actually disagree. I, I think I sell him kind of in all formats because I'm looking at some of the trades right now that are happening. You can get a similar player and more even if you're in a win-now window. I'll give you an example. Right now in Dynasty League Football or on the Trade Finder, there's a trade for Austin Eckler for Josh Jacobs in a 2024 first-round pick.
1: Oh, I'll take. Josh Jacobs had right. Like it's like a Jacobs times, led the yeah. NFL
0: in rushing yards and scrimmage yards. He's still the guy there. He's uh, I think he's there's obviously
1: to... there's questions about the franchise tag, etc. So that's play, the gamble. Right? That's the gamble that you take. Uh, I would yes. love if I'm in a win now. If I could turn Austin Eckler into Ramondre Stevenson plus, yes,
0: perfect. And that's like a per- Ramondre Stevenson plus. Like for me, I want to turn him into Tony Pollard plus. Like that's the guy I want to go get. Uh, Ramondre is a, a, a great uh one there. Here's another trade for you. Um, again, if you're in a win now window, this one makes a lot of sense. You can get Austin, I'm sorry, trading away Austin Eckler for Damian Pierce, a 2024 first round pick, and Brandon Ayuk.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 A hundred percent. Okay. I'm all over that. I just think like, You look at what this offense was last year. You know, we've already heard reports just all throughout OTAs that this is not the same offense we've seen. Like it's not going to be across the board. Everybody's the, the theme has felt that there are plenty of deep shot attempts. And I mean, this is like, we can't ignore the fact that Justin Herbert averaged just 6.7 air yards per attempt in 2022. That is the third fewest in the NFL led the NFL with 152 pass attempts behind the line of scrimmage. Who was the primary beneficiary of that scheme? It was Austin Eckler. I love Austin Eckler. Unbelievably talented running back, but selling him across the board in fantasy. I I think you, you moved the needle for me there.
0: Um, Last thing before we, we move on on Austin Eckler. If if I have him and I'm in a win-now window, you're probably not going to get – I mean, you might. You, you probably aren't going to get like one-for-one one value trading him for a running back and more because if I'm a Tony Pollard owner, I think there's a chance that Pollard could just outscore him outright and he's three years younger. I don't want to give up an extra asset. What you might be able to do that's more realistic is flip him for a player at a different position with similar value. And again, we're seeing this on Dynasty League football. Austin Eckler for Amon Ra St. Brown straight up.
1: Oh my God. Amon Ra.
0: Yeah. Austin Eckler for Mark Andrews straight up.
1: Mark Andrews.
0: Yeah. And I think I think that's what you want to do. Mark Here, here's another one. Uh Austin Eckler for CD Lamb straight up.
1: CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. I'll I'll take uh, that all day.
0: I think that's the way to do that, right? Obviously, running backs just carry more value, but if you can flip him for a receiver, a top five, top six receiver, who's 23, 24, 25 years old. I think that's how you get the most value out of the situation.
1: Yeah, I I love
0: it. Let's talk about a player that you're holding, Kate, uh, because I actually think I might disagree with you a little bit on this one. We need a little bit of debate. (laughs) We will get to that next. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Every day, we'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back on Monday with a special guest, so make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Uh, Kate, let's uh, – that was a tease, by the way, so making you have to come (laughs) back on Monday to watch. Uh, Let's talk about the player you're holding uh, on your Dynasty teams for the Chargers
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily all that spicy. Uh, so you're gonna, you're gonna have to, um, enlighten me here. I'm holding Justin Herbert at, uh, QB six, uh, pricing like, which yeah, it, it, it's high. It's, you know, there's, there's a lot of value there, but you know, obviously, Justin Herbert, we're still kind of waiting to see what this team is going to do with this contract. I think he gets, you know, his second deal, but, um, I think that there are still more question marks with Justin Herbert than there are say for a Joe burrow. Um, you know, he's, he's got an awesome arm. He's got fantastic weapons. Uh, but what does this offense look like? Post Austin Eckler post Keenan Allen like these are players that have kind of defined this franchise and Justin Herbert I you know what does he look like without these guys Uh, you know what is what does this new look offense uh, you know work like I I feel like QB6 just feels you know just about right for his upside I think obviously he's got uh, you know a very high ceiling with his arm if he can uh, if he decides to throw beyond the line of scrimmage but i i don't know i'm i'm not sold on you know him being beyond qb6 i i don't know
0: i'm buying and i'm all in buying i have him ranked as my qb3 right now just behind patrick mahomes and josh allen and if you get me on the right day i might even put him ahead of josh allen because you are nuts Obviously, he doesn't have the rushing upside of a Josh Allen. I I know that.
1: That's the issue. last
0: Last year, he did not have a lot of rushing production, but I think it's very explainable. He played with busted up ribs for most of the season, and he couldn't move. We saw him in week two. just He was struggling to even throw the ball. I think he's going from arguably the worst offensive coordinator in the league, Joe Lombardi, to a top five offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. We saw him as a rookie have 38 total touchdowns. Or sorry, 37 touchdowns uh, in 2021. We saw him have 41 touchdowns, and then last year regressed because of all the injury stuff. Now you're getting, and you you, you mentioned all the stats, one of the most dynamic play callers, an offense that I think is going to light up scoreboards. They added Quentin Johnston. They added more speed in this offense. Plus, you have the added benefit of playing on the West Coast. And you're going to be playing in a dome most of the year. So you don't have to worry about the weather. I think he is going to get a monster contract from the Chargers, something upwards of 50 million a year for the next five or six years. And I'm all in. I I, I think he is an absolute superstar. And I think 40 touchdowns is going to be kind of his floor moving forward.
1: I, I, I think that's all fair. I think, um, yeah, I, I don't have a ton of, of, Backsplash or backsplash,
0: well, well, um, Backlash. I'll, here's my thoughts. Here's my thoughts. Oh we saw we saw from um, Dak Prescott in 2021, missed a game, but played in 16 games. He scored over 40 touchdowns. Right in 2019, this would be Kellen Moore's first year as an offensive coordinator. Dak Prescott threw for almost 5,000 yards and scored. I'm looking at it right now. A uh, pardon me and scored 33 touchdowns. I love Dak he's not even in the same stratosphere in terms of talent as Justin Herbert. I think I think that 2019 and 2021 season that you got from Dak are the absolute floor and if you can get some more of the rushing touchdowns, you can get to the 4900 passing yards a year. You're talking about somebody who could finish as a you know, the number 1 or number 2 quarterback in any given year.
1: I mean, that's definitely sort of a kicker for me. Um, you know, we we did see back in 2020 Uh, Justin Herbert, you know, produced a little bit more on the ground, 234 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, which you're going to take that all day. We definitely have seen more of that consistency uh, in terms of the rushing production from Dak, uh, especially in the touchdown department. Uh, But yeah, I I don't know. I don't have a lot of
0: case for Burrow over Herbert.
1: Uh better I, I like the offense i, I like the well, i like the receivers better
0: um i agree but there's just I no think rushing you there's have no rushing upside and i think they want to be more balanced than what the chargers want to be
1: I, that's fair um i think it's fair and i i don't have a i i don't even feel like i have a great reason for hesitancy <sighs> against justin herbert um it's yeah, it, it, which is why he's a hold for me at QB six. Okay. Like,
0: and it's not like, yeah, you're 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 still talking about. I I think there's seven elite quarterbacks right now: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. And I feel like there's a drop right. Justin Fields obviously gets mentioned in that because of his rushing ability, but I don't know about his staying power. Like, if it yeah. if he can't get better as a passer, he's just not going to be a franchise guy. I think it's those seven. And then you can kind of order them however you want after Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I just like Herbert. I like the offense, and I'm, i I think I can buy low on him now because I think at this time next year everybody's going to realize how good of an offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is, and just how absurdly talented Justin Herbert is.
1: I think that's fair. I, yeah, I, I yeah, I, uh, again, he's a all right. So you're champion. tilting
0: a little bit more on the buy side. Than the sell side of this hold, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not saying you need to move on from Justin Herbert. I'm just not. I'm gonna say all in, but I'm actually like I. I probably defer to your judgment in terms of what Kellen Moore can do for Justin Herbert. Yeah, specifically. Um, like we're, having... we're gonna
0: know, we're gonna find out a lot about this offense in like the first six weeks of the season. Like you'll you'll see the differences in Joe between Joe Lombardi and Kellen Moore. And I think by, like, October 15th, it'll be like, oh, okay, this is this is the way it's supposed to look with Justin Herbert. This is who we value. I'm excited to see it. I can't wait. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. Again, every day, we're going to be off on Friday, but we're jumping back on Monday with a... Uh, really fun guest to talk more about your Dynasty teams and Dynasty League strategy. So make sure you tune in for that. Follow Kate on Twitter, at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Check out the podcast. It is free and available on all po- platforms. Check us out on YouTube. And we will see you next time.